Welcome. Welcome back to 24's podcast. I am your host, 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casted, Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. Got a great show for you today. Got a great, got great shows for you today. Not show, shows. As in plural. As in we're probably going to run it back to back to back. We're probably going to have four consecutive shows. This one, Kansas City versus Detroit. What else do we got on deck? There's one more team. There's one more team after this team. What is it? Apparently, WrestleMania is going on. Oh, wait. Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears. That's going to be one interesting football game. Sunday night. Dallas in New Orleans. Probably the best football game of the night tonight is happening at 7 o'clock. I will be there. I got a lot. I, that that game is going to... Well, let me tell you something. The whole... Fuck the music! Fuck the music! Let me tell you something. That Dallas, I'm already excited for. That Dallas at New Orleans Saints. At that game. If you're going to listen to any... Any, any podcast, that's going to be that game. Dallas at New Orleans. I'm going to give you my predictions. I'm going to also tell you some stuff that's been going on. Play the music. I'm going to tell you some of my picks for it. Some things that I got going on for Dallas at New Orleans. But you got to go to the show. It's going to be, it's going to be up. It's going to be up. It's going to be up real soon. But obviously, it's like 11.50 right now. Kansas City is about to happen at Detroit. But first, before we get into the actual games, because I'm not going to watch any of the games currently, I got to talk about a whole lot of mess. Got to talk about a whole lot of stuff. Dak Prescott's contract is apparently not even close to getting done. Hey, Jerry, Jerry, I thought you said it was imminent. He He gets players signed, I guess. According to everybody, we got a doggone ex-Saint fan, ex-Saint reporter, whatever you want to call him, talking about Dak Prescott. A lot of people are switching sides, as I like to say, and much, much more right here on 24's Podcast. We got a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. First and foremost, to everybody who's been switching sides, to everybody who's been like, you know what, you know what, Dak, he won't be able to get the job done. Dak, Dak is, Dak is Dak. You know, he's going to lose against the Saints. He's going to lose against the Saints. He's not going to be able to do anything against the, the Saints. You know, there's a great song that was made. For people who switch sides. This goes out to all those people who've been switching sides for weeks that have been waiting for this moment. That have been waiting for the fall of the Dallas Cowboys. That have been waiting for Dak Prescott to not show up. That have been waiting for a quote-unquote real game 
and haven't recognized what we'll gain. Don't you dare go switching sides. If you thought that Dak Prescott wasn't an elite level quarterback. If you thought that he wasn't the guy that's going to deliver Dallas from evil. I don't want your love. I don't want your attention. I don't want your support. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. I'm nauseous and I'm dying right now. I can't find them. Gunfire inside my head. All right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. So a lot of people are predicting Dallas is going to lose this game against the Saints. A lot of people. Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith. You got a, what's his face? What's his face? Who said it? Jonathan, Jonathan Vilma. Former Saint player, what a surprise, is predicting the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose to the New Orleans Saints. That's perfectly fine with me. I don't I don't need your support. We don't need your support. But I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear anyone on Monday saying, oh my God, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys, they sure showed up. They sure did all this stuff. I'm picking my team. I'm picking my team right here, right now. Dallas will not go 16-0. They will have losses. In fact, to be honest with you, my gut has been telling me all week, Arden, this isn't going to be a good game for you. 20, excuse me, 24, 24, 24. This isn't going to be a good game for you. It's been telling me there's probably going to be interceptions. There's probably going to be fumbles. There's probably going to be a whole bunch of mess that you don't want to see that you will be forced to bear witness to. And I said to my gut, which is rumbling right now because I haven't eaten anything all day. I said to myself, I said to my gut, you better shut up. You better shut up about them boys. You better shut up about them cowboys. But my gut also said they have a chance to win as well. That's my feeling. It's going to be a dirty game, but they're going to have a, uh, they have a chance. And that's all I need. That's all I need is a chance. So I will pick the Cowboys against the Saints in New Orleans. Why? I mean, Terry Bradshaw just predicted that Teddy Bridgewater will lead the lead the Saints to a win over the Cowboys. You want to talk about Armageddon? Everybody's leaving me. Terry, don't leave. Don't leave. Terry Bradshaw is predicting an upset in in New Orleans. Everybody's predicting upsets these week this weekend. Everybody. I'm so disappointed in everybody switching sides on me. I'm so disappointed that everybody keeps keep, keeps leaving me out to dry. I'm out here all by myself. A lonely cowboy supporter. Everybody keeps on leaving me. I can barely watch this. I, I, I'm so scared to watch this Cowboy Saints game. But I got to. I got to rep old silver and blue. Everybody kept on telling me how great Dak Prescott was. Everybody was 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 really kissing my behind for the past couple of weeks. But you know what they didn't do? 
They weren't real. Everybody, everybody now, they smell blood. So they smell weakness. So they hop, they leap, they say, they ain't winning. <coughs> Excuse me. Everybody keeps on saying that they aren't going to win anything. And, I, and the more I look at it, the more that people say that they won't win, the more I want to play this damn song. The more I just want to say to those people, if you doubt Dak Prescott, if you doubted Dak Prescott, don't hide. Don't you dare hide. Don't you dare hide from the truth. You don't like the Cowboys. You don't like Dak Prescott. Just say it. You don't like him. You don't like him. You don't like how much attention they get. You don't like how good they are. You don't like how good Dak Prescott has been because you've been wrong on him multiple times. Don't go switching sides on me. Keep that same energy. You didn't like Dak Prescott coming out of Mississippi State. You thought he probably should have played tight end. Let me turn it down a little bit. You probably were like, this guy ain't about to amount to nothing. He's going to be a backup for Tony Rumble for his entire life. He ain't about to get that $100 million. Even Jerry Jones probably thinks that same BS. Play it again. Play it again. Turn it up louder. Turn it up. Jerry Jones. I got this. I got this report. I got it on. I got it. I got it right here. According to ESPN, and this was almost an hour ago. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, they aren't even close to a new deal. Hey, hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. 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 I thought you said you could get players signed. Apparently not. Apparently he can't get Dak signed. Apparently he can't get, apparently you can't get the star player on your team signed. So as we've been waiting, and as the uh, as Jerry Jones' owner said, recent claims that an extension was imminent, according to sources, was never the case. This deal has not yet gotten close to being done, as I have suspected for weeks. Even though sometimes I was like, maybe I let me pause it. Let me pause it. Even though I have, even though I've kind of gone back and forth, I'm like, I feel like the deal may get done. I feel like it won't get done. But really, it's all on the Joneses. I've said for weeks, I'm like, they've run out of excuses. If I have, excuse me, if I haven't said it for weeks, I'm saying it now. They've run out of excuses. There's no more. Why haven't you paid Dak Prescott? Oh, is it because he he shows up for practice and he shows up in the offseason and he performs? While everyone else around him who has gotten paid hasn't? Besides pretty much Ezekiel Elliott, DeMarcus Lawrence doesn't have a sack. Jalen Smith, he, he's the all, he, he leads the team in tackle, but the defense has been sucking for the past couple of weeks. Those guys, you want to tell me that Dak, Dak doesn't deserve his money? Oh, wait, but Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, they play mediocre during some of these games that they're playing against, some of these teams that they're playing against, and everybody wants to clap it up. Everybody's like the Eagles are back after one good game against the Packers who we now know their defense isn't nothing. 
Everyone kept on telling me, well, look at the Packers. Look at the level of competition. They've played, they've played up against the Vikings. They've played up against the Bears. Who else did the Packers play up against that I'm missing right now? Who else did the Packers play against? Obviously, they played the Eagles. But they played up against the Vikings. They played up against the, oh, the Broncos. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, the Broncos. Because we know that the Broncos, the Vikings, and the Bears, they all have great offenses. The Vikings do, but they have a terrible quarterback. They had to play up against those teams. They had to play up against the Vikings and the Bears. But a Dak Prescott deal is not imminent, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever Jerry has been saying, it's been lies. It has been straight up lies. And you know what? I'm sick of this. Because he should have gotten him paid during the summer, during the offseason. He's been the most reliable guy. For the past four years, he's been more reliable in four years than Tony Romo has been in 10 years. You paid Tony, but you won't pay Dak. You paid Zeke, but you won't pay Dak. That an extension was imminent, in quotations. This, according to sources, was never the case. This deal has not yet gotten close to being done. This was reported today, by the way. Today, at 6.13 Central Time. 6.13 a.m. Central Time. Excuse me. There has not been any type of setback in talks between Prescott and the Cowboys. Check this out. Because the deal was never got, has never gotten close and isn't close now. According to sources. Prescott's price isn't going down. Not with the way he's been playing. And with quarterback signing deals that financially leapfrog the ones before them. And Dallas knows it has its own protections. It further goes on to say Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes stands a strong chance of becoming the highest paid NFL player in history. This offseason, of course, which will only give other quarterbacks such as Dak Prescott more leverage in negotiations. But what this article, you know, they, they mentioned Patrick Mahomes, but you also are forgetting about Mitchell Trubisky and Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun has also a pretty good chance of setting a record or two when it comes to payment, leapfrogging over some of these other quarterbacks like Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. But I just, I just, I'm, get, 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 get him his contract signed. I don't know why they aren't signing him. I don't know why they haven't gotten him done yet. But for some weird reason, the Joneses are dragging their behinds trying to get this dude signed. I'm watching uh, Atlanta versus Tennessee. This isn't going to be one of the games that I cast, by the way. Because this this is kind of like, these are two non-playoff teams playing against one another. Um, so I don't really care about these these uh, these teams. <clears throat> these teams because they, aren't, they ain't making the playoffs. Uh, the only interesting story is Marcus Mariota. By the way, there's like nobody in the stands. Like nobody in the stands. Like nobody is at the game right now. Usually during some of these games, they, they do fill up and they do fill out. Uh, they don't have any. They don't have anybody in the stands right now for the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to watch this series real quick. So it's first and 10 at the 25-yard line. Mariota, shotgun, gives it to Walker, throws it to Walker. All right, nice throw. All right, I'm, not, I'm done watching it. But I'm interested in, in this game because Marcus Mariota is potentially 
going to lose his job. And I'm kind of going to see. And I said last, oh, he gave it to his guy, Davis. And I'm very, very interested to see how, how good he's going to do this week coming off of a, uh, a a loss in Thursday night football to a third-string quarterback in Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is not very good, to be honest with you, especially without Nick Foles. They motion Delaney Walker. They give it to Henry. Henry gets hit in the backfield. All right. Let me let me refocus and let me get back in. So everything is coming to a steed, to a head, right? You got I mean Terry Bradshaw was like like Teddy Bridgewater will leave, will lead the Dallas Cowboys or the Saints over the Dallas Cowboys. You had Bart Scott, fake linebacker, coming out over a month ago saying that Dak Prescott, you shouldn't pay him. You should let him walk and get Teddy Bridgewater, let him walk. Take Teddy Bridgewater. Dak heard that. Then on top of that, you have these contract talks. You have Jerry Jones lying in the media like he always does when it comes to these contract negotiations. Everybody's saying, well, the deal is getting done. Contract talks or the the deal is imminent. It was never imminent as it was revealed this morning. You have uh, these, these, just these back, you know, these back end deals, all this other crap. Yeah, the stadium is completely empty. Nobody's watching this game. You have all of these just deception, these lies. Nothing is getting done. Everything is getting lied about. Dak Prescott's like, okay, I see you. I see you. Then you have the media turning on Dak Prescott as soon as he faces off against a strong opponent. If you didn't think this guy was had the sauce, then why did you keep on saying he was bringing it? Dak Prescott heard that, but he also heard this. Coming out of a former New Orleans Saints football player, Jonathan Vilma. Jonathan Vilma. As I look at a lot of these games. Jonathan Vilma. <clears throat> he pretty much says, and this is the article that was released on blogging the boys. Says this about how you how you beat the Cowboys, right? The first thing you still have to do is stop Ezekiel. In fact, you know what? You you can you can read this article for yourself. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play him. Here's Jonathan Vilma of the of the New Orleans Saints talking about Dak Prescott. If you're going this year, the first thing you still have to do is stop Ezekiel Elliott. That's one. Okay. After you do that, all you need to do is roll your coverages. And that's easier said than done. I know I have to simplify it. Obviously, we're on TV. But you start rolling your coverages and make him pump the ball, he's done. He's going to start taking I, I wanna, off the, I, I, the ball. I get he's to... not a Drew Brees, Tom right, Brady, Philip right Rivers there. Wait, that's going to sit there and say, I don't care what you're throwing at me. I'm going to make Jonathan, you throw. stay right there because Tom Brady and Russell Wilson were at that when they first got to the league either. Make him throw. Make him throw the football. That's what he says. Make him throw. Make him throw. He can't beat you. Make him throw the football and he can't beat you. And you know what? Make Dak Prescott throw the football. Shut it down. Shut down the run. Shut down Zeke. Shut down Pollard. Shut down everybody. Shut him down. Shut them all down. Shut down the city of New Orleans and shut down Zeke Elliott. 
And watch how Dak Prescott, there's a, there's a quote in the Bible. There's a quote in the Bible. I'm going to get my Bible. By the way, I'm not saying Dak Prescott is God. I'm not saying Dak Prescott is Jesus. Never would say that. There's a good quote in the Bible that I like to reference. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. You don't need to fight this battle. Just take your place. Stand ready and watch how the Lord who is with you will deliver you. Go out tomorrow and face them. The Lord will be with you. Again, not saying that press God is God or anything like that, but I have gone out today and Dak Prescott is with me today. The Dallas Cowboys, the star, they're with me today. If I had that flag, if I had that cowboy flag with the star in the middle, I would be dripping it like I was a UFC fighter going and rolling to the octagon. About to be in the fight of my life for that championship belt. I want that belt. I want that win. I'm going to take that win. I'm going to take that belt. Spit shine that belt. Spit shine that win. They better have cleaned the Superdome. Because Dak Prescott, when he, when, when the clock strikes zero, is going to be the new owner. A happy owner of the Superdome in New Orleans. I got to listen to all this BS. BS about Dak Prescott. BS about what? They're just BSing. And you know what always happens, ladies and gentlemen? What always happens in these circumstances, in these situations? Dak Prescott always, always finds and takes out his anger and his revenge on these doggone NFL experts, so to speak. These experts. I got to listen to whatever his face is, Jonathan Vilmore. Vilma, I don't even know. I didn't even know who the hell he played for. Got to listen to this dude. Got to listen to Terry. I got to listen to Colin Cowherp. What, what did he say? What, I didn't even I didn't even listen to this. I was so disgusted. I was like, I don't, I don't even want to listen to it. That's how disgusted I was. I, I, I can't listen to this. But let me find it so that way I can listen to it. So that way you can hopefully enjoy it. Because I can't, I, can, I, I can't stand this. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. Here it is. Uh, I think I like the Dallas Cowboys to get beat this weekend by New Orleans. So here's what's interesting. He's going to talk about Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers and how great they are. By the way, let me look up Philly's schedule. Let me look up the Eagles. <clears throat> the Eagles really, really quickly. Oh, they play the Jets and the Vikings in the next two weeks. Those are two two very, very easy wins. I've been saying this. So Dallas. Maybe not the Vikings, but definitely the Jets. Anaheim. Good luck flying west and facing, in my opinion, the most clever offensive guy in the league. Here it is. Here it is. Hold on. I couldn't find it. Here it is. They get a bad whistle and they almost beat. I've been saying this. So Dallas has had easy street. I mean, it's easy teams. Two or three at home. New Orleans, keep your eye on New Orleans. So the Cowboys so far have faced the 31st defense, the 26th defense, and the worst defense in the league. They've just got nothing but comfort. 
keep your eye on New Orleans. So New Orleans opens against J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans, who, with the worst offensive line last couple of years, keep winning their division and winning 11 games a year. And then they go to Los Angeles. Drew Brees gets hurt. They get a bad whistle, and they almost beat the Rams. Then they go up to Seattle, get out game 2-1, to one, and actually, though, physically push Seattle around, win special teams, win red zone. New Orleans has faced nothing but duress, and they are 2-1, and one, and if not for a bad whistle, could be 3-0. and oh. Don't think – this is the classic example. Last night, Philadelphia is 1-2, Green Bay's 3-0. Oh. But I said yesterday – Philadelphia is more desperate, and Philadelphia has dealt with major receiver injuries, O-line injuries, drop passes. Because Zach Martin isn't injured, and uh, Michael Gallup, he isn't injured, and Davon Austin wasn't injured last week, and, you know, you know Xavier Woods wasn't injured. Uh, Byron Jones didn't have hip surgery. Demarcus Lawrence didn't have surgery this offseason and is still recovering. Tyron Crawford and Antoine Woods, they're not out either. And uh, who else is who else is hurt and injured? Oh yeah, Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper had an MRI on Wednesday, and Randall Cobb has a history with being injury prone. But you know, you know. Not, and by the way, Dax receivers have been dropping balls. But you know, yeah, just glosses over that. Philadelphia is a better team. I'm not so sure New Orleans is not the better team than mm. Dallas. I think it's very, very close. The last couple times these teams have played, they can't score. And I like Dak. But John- Literally, I, I have to provide provide context for this. The last couple of times these teams have played, they can't score. Um, that was last year. They, they have not played the Saints with Dak except that one time last year. And I think that was because, and for starters, Tony Romo is a completely different quarterback than Dak Prescott. He he doesn't understand how to win under pressure. Sorry if you're a Tony Romo lover. I'm not. I'm not all in on Romo. I don't love Romo as much as I love Dak because at least I like. I feel like I can win football games with Dak consistently. Like I can go to the playoffs on a consecutive basis with Dak. Didn't really feel that was with, uh, with with Romo. And don't even talk to me about the team that Romo had. He had 13 Pro Bowlers on one team. Name name me the team that Dak Prescott has had 13 Pro Bowlers on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Redskins, Dolphins. Those are three rebuilding teams. Those are rebuilding defenses. He's going to face his best pass rush. He's not going to be able to hear. Uh, Sean Payton, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas on a top 10 offensive line. Uh, this is going to be a very, this, I have a feeling this is going to look like Philadelphia Green Bay, where the team with the worst record is going to come in and you're going to go, oh, because the Saints defense is legit. Um, think about Dallas. Saints this week, then Aaron Rodgers comes to town, then the Eagles defense is a couple of weeks away, and by the time you do face the Jets, Sam Darnold is back, and the Jets defense is actually good. They'll have, so he's out. Let me, let me look at the Cowboys schedule. So he's out. Um, thought he was going to be out a lot later on, but he's out. Because apparently the Jets, they're just this phenomenal team. Don't you just love how he's like, oh yeah, the Jets, they're, you know, they're going to get Sam Darnold back in a couple of weeks. Let me, let me look at the Jets schedule really, really quickly. 17-6 Jets. 17-6 against the Bills, 23-3 Browns, 30-14 Patriots. Let me replay what Colin Cowherd just said. This week, 
Then Aaron Rodgers comes to town. Then the Eagles' defense is a couple of weeks away. And by the time you do face the Jets, Sam Darnold is back. And the Jets' defense is actually good. They'll have Leonard Williams, Jamal Adams, C.J. Mosley, Quinnen Williams. And they and, and, and I think the kid is uh, May. Is it Brian May? It, who's the safety that they love? Uh, May. Marcus May. They love him in New York. So the defense is now. Jets' strength is their defense. Eagles' D-line is coming to town. Saints' defense Sunday night is real. And here comes Aaron Rodgers. So all this comfort for Dallas, all this comfort. So his guy, Carson Wentz, beat the stuffing out of the Packers with a strong running game. Keep in mind, Wentz, Wentz, he had a good game. He threw for 129 yards, three touchdowns. He wasn't the reason why he won the game, why they won the game. It was because they they had a strong running game and special teams helped them out. And Rodgers, for some weird reason and the Green Bay Packers, for some weird reason, just let the Philadelphia Eagles do whatever they wanted to do for almost four quarters. For almost four quarters. He had had 400 yards, and yet he had, what, one or two touchdowns? Am I not mistaken by that? Let me look up his stats during that game. Rodgers was third. Yeah, he had two touchdowns, one interception. He had 422 yards. Two touchdowns, one interception, three touchdowns total. Right? Three to four, right? I don't know. Like three, three? No, wait. I think it was like, yeah, three touchdowns total. Right? But he says, oh, okay, Aaron Rodgers is going to come to town and he's probably going to, to going to give pushback for the Cowboys, which I highly doubt because Dallas is going to play them like 2016 Dallas in the sense of they're just going to run the ball on them and they're going to open up a lot of holes for Zeke and Pollard and they're just going to be able to prevent the Green Bay Packers from doing a whole lot offensively because they're going to keep Aaron Rodgers on the side, on the sideline, so that way the defense, the Cowboy defense, doesn't have to play his ass. They will stop the run and they will force Rodgers to throw. That's next week. The week after that, Let me get the Cowboys schedule. The week after that, they play the Jets. And everybody's been telling me all about this Darnold kid. Everybody's been talking about Sam Darnold. Let me look, let me pull up his stats for you. Because everybody's been goo-goo and gagaing over Sam Darnold, which I don't I don't understand. Okay. I really, really don't understand it. So, for starters, as much as Colin Cowherd loves to bash Baker Mayfield. His quarterback has mono. Has it. He is out probably until the, the Dallas Cowboy game, which he will for surely lose to, by the way. So, Darnold, in his 2018 career, 57% completion percentage, 2,865 yards, 17 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, 77.6 passer rating. That is terrible. That is god-awful. But that's his first year. Let's look at his second year. 68% completion percentage, 175 yards, one touchdown, 89, uh, 89.9 passer rating. Those are the stats that Dak Prescott was criticized for last year. Last year. So what you're telling me is that a, a guy who's putting up Dak Prescott in his worst years, 175 yards, he's going to be able to beat Dak this year. He's going to be able to beat the Cowboys in Dallas this year. That's what you're trying to tell me. That's what you're trying to convince me of. 
that Dallas is going to lose to this guy or that they're going to have an issue with Darnold and that defense is their strength even though they got hung 30-something points against the Patriots and 23 against the Browns and that offense didn't do a whole lot against, against, uh, against the Browns. That's what everybody keeps on telling me. Darnold's a great quarterback. Okay, what about the Eagles? What about the Eagles? Because the Eagles are going to be playing the Cowboys. They're going to be playing the Cowboys in about a month. What about the Eagles? Are you happy with one? Let me, let me look at their box score. Let me look at the Eagles box score. Carson Wentz was 16 for 27, 160. I said 120 something or something. I don't know. He had 160 yards, three touchdowns. Two of his running backs had 87 yards and 72 yards, and they had 5.8 average rushing yards, which is significantly above average. Usually, you want your guy to be somewhere around four. Five is excellent, but 5.8 is stupid. And then another guy, that's Jordan Howard with the 5.8. The guy with 6.5, Miles Sanders, had 11 carries for 72 yards. So you're telling me Ezekiel Elliott won't be able to gash these guys next next week? You're telling me Tony Pollard won't be able to gash these guys next week? Okay. Okay. All right. Alshon Jeffrey targeted God knows how many times, dropped God knows how many passes. We now know he has an issue with dropping balls. You're telling me, isn't that the game? We, we won't get Michael Gallup back for the Packers. We will get Gallup back somewhere between, when did he get hurt? He got hurt during the Washington game. He didn't play Miami. He's not going to play tonight. He's not going to play against the Packers. He's not, so he'll be ready. He will be there. He will be ready. <coughs> Excuse me. For that Philadelphia Eagles game. He will be there. 100%. He will be there for that doggone Philadelphia Eagles game. So we get Michael Gallup back. And you're telling me. Okay, they, they, I, I, by the way, I read an article this, uh, like last night, they got Orlando Scandrick, former Dallas Cowboy, former Washington player, former Kansas City Chief, former Philadelphia Eagle, current Philadelphia Eagle, in the past two years since his release from Dallas, he has been on the, uh, on, on Washington, on the Eagles, on the Kansas City Chiefs, back on the Eagles, then released by the Eagles, then back on the Eagles, he's been on five, he's been, he's been all over the place. You're telling me he's going to stop us. You're going to tell me this guy, what's his name? Uh, Ronald Darby, the guy that's supposed to be able to beat everybody. He's supposed to beat us. Maddox. Hopefully he's okay. Apparently he is okay. These are the guys that are supposed to be beating us in the next couple of weeks. You're going to be telling me these, these are the guys that are going to stop Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb. Who's going to, be, who's going to stop Witten in the end zone? Who's going to stop him in the red zone? Who's going to stop that dude? Who? Who? Is there anything more, Colin? Do you have anything more to say? Food. It, it's it's done. That's done. All the rebuilding defenses are done. I like the Saints uh, coming up on Sunday Night Football. I don't like the Saints coming up on Sunday Night Football. I like I like the Cowboys. So much disrespect. 
so much. I, I, I don't get it, man. You would think Dak Prescott did something wrong to these people. By the way, uh, finishing with the Jonathan Vilma situation. There is a uh, there's an image of Dak Prescott. By the way, let me let me play this song just one more time for all the people who have been switching sides, all the people that have been running away, running and hiding, all the people who have been running and hiding. Don't make me hire a private investigator to come and find you. On Monday, when Dallas wins, I'm going to speak it into existence. When Dallas wins tonight, I don't want to have to hire a private investigator to come and find some of these people. People better show up to work confident, poised, and collected. They better show up, and they better show out, and I better hear that same energy. I don't want to hear it. So, to finish, by the way, let me kind of mute this. To finish with the Jonathan Vilma situation, the blogging, or blogging the boys, excuse me, posted a picture of Dak Prescott stiff-arming the guys that challenged him. Ooh, it's a beautiful picture. It's a beautiful stiff arm. He's got Landon Collins who said, hey, hey, Dak, we, we want you to win. We want you to throw the football. We want to win via Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott said, challenge accepted. Shows a picture of Dak Prescott stiff arming Landon Collins. Go to the next picture. It's that doggone Joss Norman getting stiff armed. And, and on the first picture... Dak is looking at him. Dak is looking at, at Landon Collins. He's stiff-arming him. He's saying, uh-uh, I'm going to shove you to the ground. You ain't getting away with nothing and going nowhere fast. But then, in the second picture, you got Josh Norman getting stiff-armed to his face. Looking ridiculous. Talking all that trash. Saying Dak Prescott. Anybody can throw in a clean pocket. Well, he threw in a clean pocket against you, didn't he? So that, so what everybody, and by the way, in this picture, Dak isn't even looking at him. He's looking at the end zone. He's like, doggone it. I don't even got to look at Josh Norman and know I'm stiff arming his stupid face. So you got all these pictures. And the point that blogging the boys is making is that you don't talk about the Cowboys. You don't talk about Dak Prescott and what he's going to do and his ability and all that other stuff. You don't talk about him. Because what he's going to do is he's going to make your players play. Pay, excuse me. He's not going to make my players pay. He's going to make your players pay. Your players are going to your players are going to pay for it. Not mine, not my guys. So have fun dealing with that on Monday. I can't I can't wait. I cannot I cannot Wait Monday. I can't wait. I cannot wait Monday when everybody who's been talking trash for over three months about Dak Prescott. This is that moment. This is that moment where it's going to be sweet, sweet, sweet victory. Where is it? Let me get that song. Let me get it. I'm going to be playing this song tonight. I'm going to be playing this song tonight. When the Dallas Cowboys take 
home the win from those doggone New New Orleans Saints. Again, I got so much planned tonight. I'm coming to collect Monday. Like a loan shark, I'm coming with a baseball bat. I'm coming with some dead knuckles. I'm coming. I'm coming to get you. They're coming to get those doggone New Orleans Saints. Dak Prescott is coming to get his paycheck. He's going to say, hey, Hoss. Hey, Hoss. You better give me my money. You better give me my $100 million guarantee. You better give me my 130-something million. And I won't take a cent less, because I'm better than Carson Wentz. I'm better than Jared Goff. I'm better than that damn Teddy Bridgewater. I better not have to find anybody. Colin Cowherd better show up and he better show out. He better. I want that guy, Jonathan Vilma, whatever his name is, he better be on the show Monday to eat his words. In the words of Steve Smith Sr., he better have pieces of humble cake stuck between his teeth after that football game. We're not going to let any of you get away with nothing. let any of you get away with nothing you better get on you better get ready you better get ready monday dallas is, I, the more i speak it into existence the I'm more confident i sound it i'm more confident i feel dallas will win against the saints tonight they won't go 16 and 0 they're gonna lose some games here there's gonna be some shocks there's gonna be some surprises but they will win tonight. Tonight there's gonna be Mardi Gras. Except instead of it being purple, yellow, and green, it's gonna be raining down silver blue stars. Get ready. Cause here we come. I could listen to that song all day. All day. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Last story. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to upload this podcast. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about Kansas City versus Detroit. I'm going to cast that game. Hopefully you join me during that game. I got, I got, I got. Ladies and gentlemen, either today is going to be, tonight is either, I'm putting it all on the line. Putting it all on the line tonight. Putting it all on the line tonight. 
either I am going to be horribly right or I am going to be horribly wrong. By the way, Amari Cooper with the Raiders, 19 touchdowns in 52 games. With the Cowboys, 10 touchdowns, 12 games. Pretty interesting what happens when you change the quarterback, right? Pretty pretty interesting what happens when you go from Derek Carr to Dak Prescott. Isn't that interesting? Goes from getting no touchdowns, nobody, getting nothing, nobody, ever, getting nothing to, now he's getting a lot of touchdowns. But as I was talking about earlier, either this is going to be one hell of a uh, one hell of a night show, or either this is going to be one hell of a disaster. It's going to be a disaster. Either way, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to eat my words, and I am also prepared to play that damn song, "Sweet Victory." We'll know in approximately ten hours. Less than ten hours, the game will be over with. I will be having either an all-star. I'm putting it all on the line. I'm putting it all on the line. I don't know why I'm going all in on this game. Maybe it's because everybody doubts Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys to beat New Orleans. Putting it all on the line. Speaking of all on the line, Jay Gruden, his job is on the line. He is... Going to get fired. Apparently, reports say Jay Gruden could be fired if he loses this week. And this is according to Pro Football Talk. If Jay Gruden doesn't play rookie quarterback Dwayne Haskins soon, and he doesn't seem so inclined, he may never get the chance. According to Les Carpenter of the Washington Post, two sources with knowledge of the situation said that Gruden could be fired if his team loses to the Giants on Sunday. He's 0-3 this season. That's not great. Gruden has made the playoffs once, which is not great. But Snyder has only witnessed seven playoff games in 21 years. That's probably more on the owner than on the head coaches and on the football players. Oh, and by the way, it's not looking too good for uh, for Gruden. It really is not. Because John Gruden... Right now, is uh, his team is is lagging off. They're sagging off right now. They're sagging off right now. They are, I think they're down seven points currently. So it's like seven and zero oh, Giants. That guy Daniel Jones, guy who who I said I don't trust him. I think he he should have been drafted as high. Apparently, Danny Dimes is dropping dimes or whatever. We'll see. Oh, and by the way, the Chargers versus uh, Los Angeles. Everybody was talking about how terrible the Chargers are. It's ten and seven. Ten and seven, Miami versus Chargers. By the way. Oh yeah, but everybody was like, oh yeah, Dolphins. They're they're a pretty terrible team. Josh Rosen is five for five, ninety four t- yards, t- one touchdown. Delaney Parker, Devontae Parker. Oop, Detroit is putting. Oop, Detroit is putting an ass open on on Kansas City. Ten and zero. Patrick Mahomes, he's four for seven, fifty-seven yards. Matthew Stafford, I won't be, keep on reading all this crap. In fact, the Tennessee game is pretty interesting. We've got some pretty interesting Sunday or Sunday afternoon football games. AJ Brown with his second touchdown of the game, fourteen-seven, Tennessee. It's 
pretty interesting football game. Hmm. Pretty interesting football game. So, um, the ramif- but back to the Jay Gruden ramifications. Um, who's out there who wants to coast Washington? Seriously, though. Because I, I don't know who wants to, honest to God, be in that organization with that football team, with that owner who is just, I mean, I said it best. The article says it best. He's been the owner of the team for 21 years, and he's only seen seven playoff games. And I think, what? Has he ever seen a win? Like, ever? Let me go back to the article. <clears throat> I don't think so. No, and he hasn't seen a postseason game since 2005, by the way. So I don't, I don't really know what's going on with Dan Snyder. I don't really know what's going on with that, with that doggone Washington team. It's not my responsibility. They ain't my team, so I ain't about to touch them. I ain't about to do anything uh, with that doggone team. Their asses are on their own. I'm a Washington fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. Where is it? I just had it up here. Here it is. Should have done this earlier on. That's perfectly fine. That is perfectly fine. Don't got anything else to talk about. It is checkout time, ladies and gentlemen. This has been 24, 24's podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Go, whatever, Overcast, Podcast, Radio Public. Pretty much where you can find any podcast, you can find 24's podcast. I'll be back probably in a couple of minutes to talk about, obviously, Kansas City at Detroit. We already know, first quarter's over with. Detroit up 10 against the infamous Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see how they got there. We'll see how how and when they got there. 30 to 40 minutes. Let me go do stuff. Then I'll come back later on. Until then, I'll be out fantastic. I'll be back in a little bit.